Hey, what's up, guys? It's Brandon, and this week we have another installment of our FDB listener-created content. This time you get to hear from Austin Newman, filmmaker out of Tampa, Florida. He's going to have some great guests talking about what it's like to be a filmmaker down there in the sunny state of Florida. If you like alligators and you like sun, I think this is going to be the show for you. So, cheers. You're listening to Filmmakers Drinking Bourbon. All right, guys, welcome to FDB Podcast, Frequently Drinking Bourbon, or Filmmakers Drinking Bourbon. Uh, I'm Austin Newman. And I'm Dale Gordon. And we're Filmmakers Drinking Bourbon. Cheers. Cheers. So uh, let me go ahead and take a second to introduce myself, Austin. um, I'm one of the community contributors. Um, So I want to give a a brief background. Uh, So first off, I've been a filmmaker for about 10 years. I got involved with some short films. I do some commercial work now here in Florida, which is, by the way, a great state to be in. Mm -hmm. Uh, And... um, yeah, I've just been involved, just uh, creating over the years, and it's been it's been really good. It's been uh, it's been pretty cool. So um, I wanted to thank Brandon, Alex, and Frank for the opportunity to share Florida filmmaking with uh, with FDBers. So uh, first, I would like to welcome and thank and introduce uh, Dale, our Tampa Film Commissioner. Um, now, Dale, I I would like to know a little bit kind of about your background, where you come from, were you working in film, television. Tell us about you. Yeah, thanks. Uh, first off, again, thanks to the guys. Happy to be here. Anytime we have an opportunity to showcase Florida and Tampa, always happy. So my personal story, so I'm actually a Florida native. Not too many of those around here, but uh, grew up in Orlando, Florida. Oh, wow. Uh, kind of grew up in the Hollywood East days when Florida was dubbed that, and uh, Orlando in particular. And a lot of that was because at that time, Disney and Universal had opened up their sound stages. And so I grew up in the middle of that. Um, There was a lot of activity in the 90s uh, with film production in Orlando. And so always loved the entertainment industry, always was attracted to it, Um, but more so on the business side of things. Um, I was never really drawn to the creative side aspect of it. Again, being the Florida native, and I, I really am a very proud Floridian. I, I always tell everybody I bleed sunshine. And so, um, you know, being able to work for a film commission, which has been my entire career for 20 years now, this is actually the third film commission in Tampa that I've worked with in the state of Florida. Um, it allows me to not only be a cheerleader for my home state, but also work in the industry that I love. That's so cool. Yeah. That's really cool. And, um, you know, like you said, too, it's kind of rare to uh, come from Florida, you know, yeah. it's like to be a Florida native. Uh, we have people who come from all over, really, um, just to kind of enjoy the sunshine, the locations, all the places to go. I mean, like, it's so diverse in it Florida, is. as you know. So, um yeah, that's that's really cool. So uh, now you are the Tampa Film Commissioner. How long yeah. have you been doing this now? So I've been here in Tampa for about three and a half years as the Film Commissioner. Um, before that, you know, I did I was uh, I did live here for a little bit in the '90s. I went to the University of South Florida, go Bulls, um, and so graduated from that college. And then, you know, never really got Tampa out of my heart. It was something, it's a place that I always found to be really interesting and diverse in its 
Hollywood's culture. Uh, I think more so now than ever, even. And so I was able to come back here after being with the Orlando Film Office and then the Palm Beach Film Office initially and uh, pick up the reins and start running. That's so cool. So, um, you know, I always wondered, too, like, what what is it like a day in the life of a, of a film commissioner? Like, what do you what's, what's your duties? What do you do every day? Well, it's funny. You know, a lot of people um, when you <laughs> two stories about that. First, I'll tell you what I do in a second. But it's, it's always interesting and fun for me to introduce myself as Commissioner Gordon. First off, Um, I always know when I have my comic book fans around because they go, oh, wow, that's so cool. I'm like, I know, right? And then furthermore, my first name is Dale. And if, you know, Flash Gordon, his girlfriend's name was Dale. So I'm all a geek as far as that's concerned. But um, no, so a day in life of a film commissioner, you know, a lot of times uh, just, you know, speaking with people, you say, oh, I'm the film commissioner. And they get really excited. And then you kind of see the blank look in their eyes because they really have no idea what that means. And so a lot of times I'll talk to them and I'll say, okay, or, you know, this is what we do. Basically, we promote the Tampa area as a filming destination and act as a one-stop shop resource guide for filmmakers. And, you know, there are film commissions all over the world. Um, They are operated differently. They have different services. They're funded differently. But the one thing they have in common is, is, again, marketing their particular area. And then, you know, the big question is why? Why do we care so much to do that? Um, and it's because of the economic impact of the film industry. You know, this is a very worthwhile industry. Not only does it nurture and, um, you know, cultivate a, a, an industry of creativity, storytelling, visual storytelling, but it also is a high-wage industry. It's a clean industry. It promotes your area. So it kind of checks all the boxes when you look at uh, municipal municipal importance uh, you know it's it's an industry that people want and and desire for their area so my day typically I wake up and we you know I have a staff of three in the Tampa area we're very lucky that we have a very uh, supported um, not only industry but film commission and so we do everything from helping filmmakers find locations to facilitating one-stop permitting um, um, you know, that's that's a, a resource I think that people don't realize, you know, I know filmmakers and especially indie filmmakers, you know, the thought of permitting and filming out in public sometimes is daunting, having to figure out how to close a street, having to figure out how to go film in a public park. Well, essentially, we do all that for you. So what we do is we liaise between the filmmaker and the local jurisdiction so that you know, the filmmaker isn't having to go down and file for a street closure permit or hire police officers or put an MOT traffic plan together so that they can, you know, do traffic control. Um, our office does that for them. So um, that and then a lot of advocacy, you know, making sure that our community leadership and our statewide leadership understands what we're doing, uh, making sure that they realize, yes, we are here. And, you know, a lot of times people get really excited about the big high budget things because they have celebrities attached. But, you know, my job is to make sure that they see the other things as well. The commercial productions you were saying, you know, we're very much a commercial market here in Tampa and in Florida in general. And, you know, I've always been the biggest cheerleader for that sector of our industry because, you know, those pro- those projects come in and they'll spend one or two hundred thousand dollars in your community in a week. Oh yeah. And it takes very little to get them here because they come here for the obvious reasons of why Florida was made popular as a filming destinations and it's because of our 
beautiful blue skies, green grass, and our skilled workforce. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean that's that's absolutely true. There's there's just a vast amount of places that you can go and you can film here in uh, in Florida. I mean, in Tampa is just like so diverse. I mean, we've got it everything, is, right? It is. It's so great. You know, it, it, I, I remember when I when I first took this job uh, as film commissioner a few years ago, and you know, again, I was familiar with Tampa from being here in the '90s at school, and and I, I came over and I was just so excited because there's so much texture here, and what you can do with that. You know, not only are we, um, you know, a, a city on the water, uh, you know, we're a city on the bay. We have this amazing port uh, that is super film friendly. And a lot of places don't get to have something like that. We have a great, beautiful Tampa skyline that you can double as anywhere America. Um, you know, we have a very film friendly airport, which, you know, post 9-11, that became very difficult to find airports that were friendly and open to filming. And not only is our airport oh, wow. open open to filming they don't even charge for filming and it's so this community i know it's it's crazy but this my eyes are wide open i know (laughs) i know it's crazy and so and then and then i you know i can't even begin to express the gem that is ybor city you know we have this incredibly amazing historic um main street in tampa it's an old cuban um town essentially that was put um on the map by immigrants and really just nurtured and cultured and in a lot of in a lot of ways beginning of the cigar uh, industry here in the United States and so it's we have all these amazing brick uh, cigar factories and this amazing beautiful down you know main strip in Ebor so it's just so much texture and and then we also have agriculture plant city you know we have all the farmland so you know I, I really I, I, I couldn't I really don't feel that I could have a better product to sell at the end of the day. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'll say too, as a filmmaker, you know, just like the, the different places, even that you were mentioning, Ebor is so unique. If you guys ever get a chance to come to Tampa, Ebor, just see all that. I mean, it is different. Just look up some photos. Yeah. I mean, like Bayshore alone, like mm-hmm. when I first saw that, I moved here. I've been here for two years now. When I first moved here, I saw Bayshore. I was sold. That was it. That's all I needed. Yeah, it's interesting. Bayshore is funny for those of you who don't know, which I'm assuming is a lot, but um, Bayshore is actually the longest concrete sidewalk in the country and it's on the water and it's just the it's just so beautiful and again you know and i didn't even touch on the beaches you know a lot of times people when i say tampa they think beaches and the irony is is that i don't even have a beach in tampa those are over in st pete Clearwater, which are only 45 minutes away but you know we we do have such diverse locations and it's just we're, we're very lucky in what we have here oh absolutely absolutely so um you were you were talking about uh, being a film commissioner. Some of the things that you you assist filmmakers in with that mm-hmm. being in the industry we're in, mm-hmm. we get some weird requests, right? Oh yeah, so, oh yeah. <laughs> so like, and I'm sure you have you're having to deal with things last minute. Maybe getting a call at like 3 a.m. from a producer or a filmmaker. So like, what what kind of issues are you dealing with like at that time? You know, like you know, yeah. It's it is interesting, and and God bless them. I have the most amazing and supportive husband and children in the world <laughs> because they know that mommy is never off work. Um, but yeah, I mean, it'll be like Sunday morning sitting having coffee with the family and I'll literally get a cell phone or a call on my cell phone from somebody saying hey so um, I got your number off of the website I saw you on TV and um, I have this really talented dog and I just really think they need to be in a movie no I am not kidding you it happens 
all the time. So they just uh, go right into the pit. Oh, yeah. No shit. Oh, yeah. Right away. Awesome. Right away. Um, you know, and then they'll call and say, I have the best idea for a movie. And I'm like, you know, that's not really what we do. But and then I'm, you know, very gracious and go through the explanation and tell them that they either need to write a script or uh, contact a talent agent and give them the resources for that. So it's it's funny. But, you know, those are that's just the general public. But, uh, you know, right. also that's people getting excited about it. And so what you, you always want to have is a community that's welcoming to the industry. But, you know, they're on the flip side, on the, you know, the high end level of our community or our industry, I should say. I've definitely had some um, high maintenance folks to deal with. And as much as I would love to name names, I can't, but one day I'll write a book. But <laughs> we've had, a, you know, I had a, a, a high level director once that was coming in. And again, you'd know his name. Um, he was coming in to scout for something. And before he agreed to come in, he gave us his grocery list of items that needed to be on hand at all times. Hmm. And they went something like this. Um, uh, very red, very firm tomatoes on the vine. Um, almond, organic almonds, okay. not from bin. Of course not. Not no. from no. the bin. No, 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 no. no. So, you know, uh, what was the uh, some kind of water that I didn't even know existed? Uh, so, you know, and we do our best to accommodate those folks because, again, you know, it's uh, it, that's the funny thing, and we laugh about it. But that is a part of our industry, and everybody who works in Absolutely. it knows it. And, um, but then on the other side, they, we've had you know very high level. You know, we worked with Brian Cranston and John Leguizamo recently, who were the most gracious talent you could ever ask for. I mean, these guys, you know, they they got the sense of community that we have here in Tampa, and not only became a part of that, um, helped us share it. So it's you know you get you get the good and the bad, and you know you just kind of go with it. Yeah. That's that's absolutely true. And, um, you know, even even with that, you know, I've I've been like I was saying, I've been working in the industry for uh, almost 10 years now, 10 years Mm -hmm. next year. And, uh, you know, working on every side of the camera, I've been in marketing and licensing Mm -hmm. product placement, you get some weird calls, you get some weird requests. And, uh, and, you know, you have to facilitate, you just have to be yep, yep, yes, yes, I'll do that. Yes, I can. Yeah, you want me to get that? I have no idea how I'm going to get it. You freak out, pull out yeah. a little bit of hair, but uh, it's, you know, it comes together, right? It does. It does. And, you know, and I, I think having been around the block a few times, again, 20 years at this, you know, I, I am getting better at saying no. And I think that that's something that comes with age and unfortunately, um, you know, but also integrity and, you know, I've I've been involved with productions that literally came into my community and I'm just being honest, they just shit all over the place. And I am finally at a place now where I know that my my community is backing whatever decision I'm going to make. And don't get me wrong, I'm going to make whatever decision I make so that it's in the best interest of my local film community. But what I will not tolerate is misuse of, of my people, of, you know, abuse of, of my right. production community. I mean, we've had, when I was in Orlando, we had a film that 
the lead actress ended up winning an Oscar for. And uh, the producers at the time literally, you know, said at one point, I don't give a shit about your community. And it was something that we had to take at the time. And so I think now a days, you know, it's, it's a very fine line between being hospitable and tolerant and saying, you know what? No, thank you. And so I try to always keep that in mind because I don't want a bad production coming into my house right. and ruining it for the next one, no matter who or what or how big it is. Exactly. Yeah, you have to you have to respect mm-hmm. uh, the community. That's what's going to give back to you tenfold, yep. like every time. Absolutely. And you're only as good of a filmmaker as your crew and everyone who is with you. So mm-hmm. if you have a couple people who are just not respecting the property you're at, the mm-hmm. other people on the production, they need to go. You know, Absolutely. you got to cut out those. Um, so, no, that's uh, that's unacceptable. Uh, and that just goes to a question of ethics for some filmmakers. Um, Absolutely. So, uh, you know, you're getting a lot of requests. What's what's the number one request for support that you do get that you I, can facilitate? I'd say, again, permitting. Um, you know, we're, we're very lucky that with our one stop permitting here in Tampa, we don't we don't charge. We don't charge for any of our services, um, but there are also no permitting fees. And so that in, in a lot of ways is an incentive to make it easier to film here. And so, um, you know, I have a, a production manager, Tyler, in my office who has just worked tirelessly to build relationships with our city and county departments uh, so that, again, whenever we have a request that comes in, um, it's it's uh, handled uh, in, a, in a very timely manner. And so permitting, again, locations, um, location assistance. We have an online digital location library with over a thousand different locations in our market. And so that's something and that's something that anybody can access at any time, 24 hours a day, or we can customize it for you. So and we'll go out and shoot things as well. So, you know, that's really our um, marketing tool, I guess, mm-hmm. if you, you know, want to call it that. Um, so those are two, the two probably the biggest things that, that are our services, I should say, that are offered by our office. So, um, so would you, are those like services that you feel are, are underutilized or is there another service that you guys offer that you feel like is pretty underutilized or maybe not known about to a lot of filmmakers? Yeah, one of the newer services that we have, and it's, it's not necessarily a service, it's a program, you know, I'm not, I don't know that we necessarily want to get too into the incentives conversation, but if you want to, I can, but, <laughs> um, but no, but we're always trying to make it again, more attractive to film in our market. And so just real quick, Florida as a whole is at a major competitive disadvantage in that we currently have no state incentives. And at the high impact level, um, production wise, that's really the name of the game. And so realizing and recognizing that again our local uh, government has put in place a local incentive program to give us some appropriations to be able to bring in projects and not only that to be able to assist local filmmakers too so we have um, we have about a half a million dollars worth of local incentives um, you know obviously it's not competitive with a state like Georgia or Louisiana but as a local market it's definitely sets us apart from any other market in the state of Florida. 
So we've been able to give um, you know rebates not only to projects like the Brian Cranston film, The Infiltrator, but also to an indie film. We were able to give them a $25,000 local incentive um, called No Postage Necessary. We've got a couple television series um, you know, that are looking at filming in the market. And then we also have a commercial incentive program that we're getting ready to roll out and promote heavily. And so wow. it's about a 10% cash rebate of what is spent in Tampa and Hillsborough County proper. Um, you know, last year I had a surplus of money. I didn't give it all out. And so I think that's probably the one, the biggest uh, service or um, tool that we have that is underutilized at this time. And that's just because, again, it's hard to uh, get it out t- when you're trying to compete with places like Georgia or Louisiana. Right. No, I, I can understand that completely. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, just let me say, too, I mean, you've been kicking ass since you've been, you've been <laughs> in you. office. You know? uh, I know it's, it's hard, too, without uh, the you know, on the state level without those incentives. But, you know, um, I'll even say, too, the community here, being here for two years, and I've met a lot of people around this area, and I can tell you the community here is tight and they are great and they they stick together and they will help you out you Mm -hmm. know so i do feel like there's a little bit incentive in the community even itself no and i are willing absolutely and i think you know i it's funny i don't think people consider florida to be the south and i completely disagree you know i think we have that southern hospitality here in the state of florida that a lot of times you know i think our crazy gets uh in the way and people (laughs) like to focus on that and don't get me wrong i mean but that also makes us interesting um but you know i i think that there's you know not enough emphasis put on customer service. We we have been building relationships with our local film base and with our visiting um, production um, communities that the, really, I mean, they're just they're not they're so surprised when they come here and they're like they they walk you see them walking away with a smile on their face and to be able to offer that kind of service and know that if it at all possible they're going to come back um, they they will and so. I, I can't, you know, I can't put enough um, importance on that. And like you're saying, not only the production community and how much of a family they are, but also in the businesses uh, that have nothing to do with film that are still open door. So, it, you know, there hasn't been a single door that I've gone and knocked on in this community that didn't open with loving ar- and welcoming arms. That's that's great. That's a great thing. Um, so, I mean, you're usually dealing with when you are kind of working with productions you're dealing with filmmakers producers mm-hmm. writers or who are the people you're usually dealing with you know mostly three roles so producers production managers and location managers those are typically the people that are working with our office the most um, and it all depends on again how big the project is um, with something like The Infiltrator our relationship was built initially with the producers with commercials Typically, we're going to deal with location managers. With uh, unscripted television, we're dealing with producers and production managers. So it just depends on, um, I guess, the scale of the project. But um, ultimately, those are those are typically the three roles. Really don't have a lot to do with the um, writers, 
um, you know, regular crew, post-production we don't deal too much mm-hmm. with. Um, so it's really the upfront folks, you know, kind of the first people on the job, sometimes directors, but it, it not not usually. Right. So um, as far as outreach goes, I mean, you're going to conventions and, and stuff. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure you're going out of, out of state to do that. What conventions are some ones that you attend to meet some people? So we've, you know, we try to mix it up. I mean, there's a couple that we you know, go to every year, like, for example, the Toronto International Film Festival. We've been to Cannes, um, you know, every year for the last two, three years. Uh, we've we've checked out South by Southwest a couple of times. Um, I've been to AFM, Sundance. We're actually going back to Sundance again this year. So it's mostly the film festival market. Uh, we also, Real Screen is a big one for us because, again, we do have a huge unscripted television television industry here in uh, Tampa, and we're trying to build upon that. We Our trends have shown uh, a, a significant increases in that production um, sector. So, you know, really our um, niche, I guess, is focusing on the indie filmmaker. Uh, and so going to these film festivals in particular are a way for us to meet them because we know that even though they're there to usually sell their product. They always have two or three in development. And so we want to be on the map as a possible destination for them. And so maybe not this project, maybe not the next one, but maybe one down the road. And so relationship building is, is, is just, um, that's a key focus for us. Um, as, as a filmmaker myself, you know, they say that the best thing to do whenever you're, you're pitching a story mm-hmm. is you have to ramble off, be ready to ramble off that synopsis very quickly. So, um, you know, as a filmmaker, I have some of my films just ready to go anytime. You have your elevator and, speeches. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And you have to have that prepared. Mm-hmm. So when you're talking to filmmakers, I'm, I'm sure there's got to be something, uh, there's got to be some bullet points yeah. to, to Tampa. Like obviously, and, and you know, I could talk about Tampa all day mm-hmm, too, because mm-hmm. it's absolutely beautiful. But what are some of the things that you usually highlight when you, when you talk about Tampa? Well, first off, uh, you know, I think it's a. I think approach is really important because I don't. I don't look at marketing as sales. I, you know, I really take more of an organic approach when when I'm speaking with filmmakers, and um, I think it's also important for them to see your passion. And because, again, think about it, I'm I'm selling a storyteller. So at the same time, I need to be interesting and I need to have my own story to tell, which is Tampa. Mm-hmm. And so a I lot like of. That. Yeah. And so really, you know, it, and I don't think that I would be successful at doing my job if if I didn't almost get teary every time I talk about Tampa mm-hmm. and I'm about to do it right now. Um but it's it's genuine, you know. I I believe in this community so much, um, and and I'm so proud of it that that comes through when I'm talking to people. And so I talk to them, and whatever it is that they're doing, first I want to learn a little bit about what their projects are, and then I find out, you know, if they're telling me that they're going to be doing a film about the Swedish Alps. 
I'm not going to waste their time because that doesn't work for Tampa. But um, I might just be like, well, you know what? Down the road, if you ever decide to do something that requires, I don't know, um, you know, generic or this or that, all the things we've talked about, whether it's Ebor or neighborhoods. I mean, we have some of the most beautiful neighborhoods in, in the country. Um, I always just try to impress upon them that Tampa is an up and coming market. We are really going through a renaissance right now and are Absolutely. aligned in a way that has never happened. And it's so funny. I just said this to somebody the other day. I forget who it was, but they were saying something about, you know, when I first started, I remember going and traveling to some of these shows and I would tell people that I was from Tampa and they would get this kind of blank stare in their eyes like, Tampa. I think I know where that is. It's maybe by the beach. I don't know. And... You know, three and a half years later, now when I say Tampa, people know what it is. And I think that comes from, again, the brand awareness and the, you know, everything from things that are not related to film, things like our Tampa Bay Lightning being, you know, the best sports franchise in the country right now. Go Lightning. (laughs) Uh, The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I mean, this is a big sports town and very proud of that. And so things like that. um, We have the Yankees that train here. The Yankees. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's brain training. And we love the Rays, but you know they they haven't they've had a couple rough years. But hey, that's the other um, side of the bay. That is that's okay. <laughs> but um, yeah, but so I just you know I I try to be very real when I'm speaking with people and find you know I can talk to anybody about anything obviously, um, but I try to find what it is and if it's not for a specific project they have in mind, I'm like, you know what? You should just come down and just experience it because we've got so much energy. We we have uh, one of the top five uh, craft brewers, Cigar City Brewing. We have a burgeoning, you Delicious know. Delicious. Oh my beer, gosh. Yeah, Florida Cracker, my favorite. Um, Same here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's, you know, we have that going for us. We have an amazing uh, foodie scene um, that's happening. And, and again, so I, I, I could just wax poetic about Tampa all day long. And I think... When, you know, the, the I think the increase in unscripted television um, is telling in that it's all about the brand of Tampa becoming more interesting. Because when you have, you know, television shows, especially reality or unscripted television, they want to go to interesting places. And so for us to see our numbers doubling uh, in that sector is really telling in that Tampa is a brand that people want to see. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I would also like to say too, like when you're, when you're thinking about Florida in general, like if you, if you're, if you guys are out there in listener land, you just close your eyes and you think about Florida and then you go and look at you some photos of Tampa. Okay. So Bayshore, mm-hmm. Curtis Hickson Park, mm-hmm. got some beautiful places, downtown Hyde Park, Tampa, Hyde, Park mm-hmm. Hyde Park Village. It's all absolutely beautiful. Um, and, you know, if you look up some photos of it, you'll be blown away. And yeah. the thing about Tampa, too, is one of those places, you take some photos of it and you're like, oh, my God, that looks so good. And yeah. then you actually go visit it. And it actually looks like that. It, it does, or better. It up. Or better, yes. you know, absolutely. In person, I mean, there is, there's something to be said about the, you know, the eye that they have here. I mean, we had uh, uh, Bruce Weber, um, the the um, 
famous photographer actually shot um, Louis Vuitton spring catalog this last year in Ybor City. And, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Wow. I mean, their entire spring catalog. And so it was, I mean, you know, they brought in this amazing talent. I think it was uh, Will Smith's son, Jaden Jaden yeah. uh, Smith. And uh, he was the uh, lead in it. And they, you know, what they were able to capture in Ebor was just amazing. So it's, it is, it's gorgeous. It was a really big viral video that was, it was oh, a the John Cena. Yes, John, Cena. Right, John Cena. You know what's so funny? Okay, so a lot of people may not know this, but Tampa's kind of the uh, wrestling capital of the world. Uh, and that I did not know. Yeah, we, okay. well, that's we have WWE Divas films mm-hmm. here. We have uh, Hulk Hogan oh, lives that's, here. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, but ironically, I swear to God, I was having breakfast this morning and John Cena was in the restaurant with me. Um, but yeah, he did this amazing uh, PSA um, about um, equality. That was so and, good. In yeah. Ebor. And I, yeah, if you get a chance to look that up, that was that was a really great um, little PSA that he did in Ebor a couple Ebor, months ago. Y-B-O-R, by the way. Y-B-O-R city. <laughs> Yeah, and so, um, and and maybe that's a good time to talk about live by night. <laughs> yeah, that was actually I was going I was going there. Uh, let's let's address the elephant in the room. You already said the the state of Florida. I mean, we've we're we're lacking incentives for mm-hmm. the state of Florida, and usually when you when when some incentives are not in place, we we lose business. Yeah. And in one of those cases. Live by Night, which if anybody is following Ben Affleck or, or uh, the film that he he's coming out with soon, they had a trailer uh, recently, Live by Night, and they actually took the city of Ebor, and instead of filming in Ebor, they went to Georgia mm-hmm. and rebuilt the city there. Yeah. Which, by the way, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen a whole lot of it, so mm-hmm. I don't I don't know, but I can't imagine they could have captured. What's that? I can't. I, they yeah. just can't. Yeah, There's so much so. history there. So tell me a little bit about that. What happened there? Is there anything we can do to to prevent something like that? Yeah, I mean, yeah. There. Well, uh, some of our senior leadership in Tallahassee need lobotomies. But um, uh, let me take another drink here before I talk about that. Hang on. Cheers. Mm-hmm. Cheers. <laughs> so. Live by night. So this, you know, again, like like most high impact productions, it's not something that happens overnight. And this is a project that's been on the radar for about four years. And, um, you know, this was the uh, next film that uh, Ben Affleck was directing. And obviously, there was a lot of anticipation because he did win an Oscar for Argo and his first one. And he was also starring in this. And so the film uh, is actually a a, a novel by Dennis Lehane, who's a local writer. He's done a lot of amazing um, books. And this one is specifically is about Ebor City during Prohibition. So it's following um, kind of the origins of Ebor. And um, for those of you who don't know the history of Ebor, not only was it the uh, kind of foundation of the cigar city or cigar industry in Florida, it also was big in rum running. And I mean, so much of Capone actually used to run through um, Ebor back I, in the I day. I remember hearing he had ties here. Yeah. Yeah, and so um, it follows that story mm-hmm. and 
And uh, so we've been, you know, uh, Ben actually came down and toured Tampa and Ebor uh, shortly before I was hired, right before I was hired. So this would have been 2013 and started scouting for it and was working on it. And luckily he got really busy and with Batman and some of the other films. And so it kept pushing, which gave us an opportunity to try to, you know, get these incentives put in mm-hmm. place because what happened with Florida was that we, you know, we had a film incentive program. Uh, we had about $296 million that was allocated in 2012, I believe. Uh, because of the popularity of filming in Florida, all of the monies were allocated within about a year and a half. So when it came time for projects like Live by Night, even The Infiltrator, um, there was no monies left. Uh, A lot of my job involves advocacy and working with our state legislators and trying to educate them on the importance of our industry. Unfortunately, the philosophy amongst our senior leadership in Tallahassee right now is just that um, one of anti-incentive anything. It's Mm -hmm. not that they're picking on the film industry. It's just that they don't believe that one industry should be incentivized over another. And we're Florida, and we have sunshine and beaches, and that's enough. Reality is that it is not. And so um, Ben Affleck, uh, as a smart businessman, and I – do not blame him one ounce. Um, you know, re- when he received monies from the state of Georgia to the tune of probably about $6 million, um, you know, that basically allowed for him to go rebuild Ybor City in Brunswick, Georgia. And it's, it's you know, it's unfortunate because not only did we lose all of those jobs, all of the economic impact, the potential, the tourism, um, This was also content specifically written about our home, you know, so the brand awareness that you are missing out on is just tremendous. And I mean, I, you know, I I go up and I participate in legislative session and I bang myself, you know, bang my head up against the wall why these people do not understand it. But, um, you know, it's 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 a it's a continuous fight. And it's something that, I mean, we'll never give up, but we're having to be creative and find other ways. And so that was how we were able to get the infiltrator. Um, You know, we came up with not only a local cash rebate to get some of that filming here, but we also put together a community incentive program because, again, our community is so supportive. So we, we were able to get them things like free police officers. Um, free production office space. We partnered with the local film program at the University of Tampa and got them free PAs. So, wow. you know, one of our local hotels gave them $40,000 off of their hotel bill. So we were able to not only put together a cash rebate, but also customize an in-kind rebate to the tune of a couple hundred thousand dollars of the in-kind. So, you know, it, that's the great thing about our community is that they recognize the value. Mm-hmm. And they're helping me be creative in ways that um, we can't just write a check for. So, um, I mean, that's I, I think it's awesome that uh, you know the Tampa Film Commission is offering something on a local level. Mm-hmm. Like, and and like you even said, you just proved it. You yeah, know, community, community, community. And if you don't treat the community right, you're not going to get that. Absolutely. And, and, um, 
That's awesome. Everyone yeah. banded together and did that. That's really cool. Yeah. And by the way, guys, go check out The Infiltrator. It's a pretty cool film. Yes. I, I was there at the premiere, by the way. Or the premiere at the Tampa Theater. Yeah, so that was another thing, again, because, you know, we, we gosh, the, the producers and the director, Brad Furman, on that film, um, you know, Brad Furman, I just, we, we, we've become such great friends, and he's such a talented and gifted director. He... Uh, before Infiltrator did um, Lincoln Lawyer with Matthew McConaughey. He did Runner Runner with Ben Affleck. Mm, okay. um, and now he's directing uh, Johnny Depp's next film, Labyrinth, mm-hmm. uh, right now in L.A. And, and um, he became the biggest fan of Tampa ever. And literally, I mean, Oh, really? Oh, yeah. No, I mean, we text all the time. I'm like, when are you coming back? When are you coming back? <laughs> and he's, you know, and so he'll be like, oh, I'm com- as soon as I can, as soon as I get off this film, I'm, I'm coming back because they just, you know, became, he felt in love with the community in, in Tampa and so those are the kinds of relationships and also you know with the producers too I mean they were just blown away um, the the producer Miriam Siegel uh, she was from England and when she first came for a visit she was like Dale I can't even believe this it's like a set here I mean it is truly like a set oh, you have so yeah. much to offer and you know the state leadership needs to kind of get their heads out of there you know what's because you guys could be doing so much more production and I'm like, I know. Uh, you know, that's that's awesome. You know, when I when I bring people mm-hmm. to Tampa, you know, there's some restaurants that I have in mind. I take mm-hmm. them to some different areas that I show them. Curtis Hickson is one of them. Mm-hmm. Downtown Tampa is one of them. Bayshore is a must. Yep. Uh, you know, when you're when you're entertaining people that come here, like what's what's your, what's your go to? You're going to restaurants. You're yep. eating out. What's what are what's some places that so, you take them? So to? everybody who knows me knows that I am um, the biggest fan of the Epicurean. So the Epicurean oh, yeah. is our local boutique hotel. It's an autograph collection. Collection and it's where um, you know a lot of our productions stay. They have my favorite restaurant, which is called Elevage. I'm there probably two or three days a week. I was there this morning where I saw John Cena. Um, so yeah, I, that, that's a big one for me. Um, I just recently found uh, Edison. I don't know if Edison. you've been to Edison no, yet. It's no. on Kennedy. Um, again, talking about the foodie scene that we have here and happening. It's you know you can and then you know it does the restaurants, but also the bars. I mean, Red Star Rock Bar is one of my favorite in Seminole Heights. Um, Ichikuru uh, is an amazing Japanese um, uh, noodle noodle restaurant that we love. And then I'm also a big fan of Hard Rock. You know, mm-hmm. Hard Rock is one of the areas or one of the places that we take a lot of our clients to because, again, they're so catering to us. They have the best steakhouse ever called Council Oak. That I haven't we, been. Oh, really? Okay. I love Council Oak. My favorite lobster bisque. It's, it's fun. <laughs> I go to a steakhouse for lobster bisque, but it's so good. And anytime a steakhouse has bacon as a single order, that's, that's, that's a good it's sign. Done. That's okay. a good sign. So, no, yeah. Going to Council Oak. Okay. Get the bacon. <laughs> There's a, you know, I like to take people, and, and this is just because it's like, it's homegrown, the roots are in Tampa. Mm-hmm. Goody Goody Burger. They I just haven't been opened. yet. Oh, I haven't gotta been go. yet. You gotta I know, go. I know, I know. If you're a film lover, they serve a Royale with cheese. Oh. They have a Royale with cheese. It's absolutely delicious. I can attest to it. It's, I had to it's do amazing. that when I went to Con. This you know, the first time I went to Con. They actually have a McDonald's right across from the Palais. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I'm gonna go order a Royale with cheese. I have to because that's what they call it. Over there. Uh, absolutely. So, yeah, yeah. That's oh, so funny. <laughs> um, yeah, and it's and it's good too. I mean, the, like we've got so many great mm-hmm. places. There's some uh, nice little uh, breakfast places, yeah. places downtown. But um, yeah, the the food here. 
is yeah. an Ebor. The, Ebor, the Cuban food oh, in Ebor. Oh, Colombia. I mean, that's definitely somewhere we take people, the Colombia. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's the one I went to that had the, like, amazing The salad. Yes. Yeah, the, the amazing salad. I think it's called the 1902 salad. 1902, and okay. um, it's their, you know, in-house special. And then, um, yeah, and then Terracita. That was one of the places we uh, had uh, – uh, Leguizamo mm-hmm. and Benjamin Brad and I think Olympia Dukakis went over there. That's a big local Cuban place. It's funny, a lot of people don't realize this, but the Cuban sandwich was actually invented in Tampa. No. Yes. Really? Yes. I did not Along know Along with that. Cuban bread. Okay. And a lot of that is because of our Cuban um, uh, heritage here. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Ebor, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. That's that's awesome. And, it's, and I'm it's getting hungry things. now. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> I'm sitting here. I'm like, okay, where can I go next? Um, well, that's so FTV podcast, Foodies Drinking Bourbon. We're going to uh-huh. have to rename it. Um, so, yeah, let's let's talk about the, the bourbon we're drinking. So we've got four roses here. Mm-hmm. This is pretty good. And I don't usually drink bourbon and talk film. Um, but, uh, I mean, are you, are you a big bourbon drinker? What, what's your, what's your thing? You know, it's funny. I was talking about it with, uh, with my coworkers on the way here and I was like, oh, I should go get them some kind of fancy, you know, bring some fancy bourbon. And I was like, or I could just bring wild turkey because that's what I grew up drinking. <laughs> and so, um, I'm not typically a bourbon drinker. I will not pass up a good old fashioned as long oh, as yeah. they have the brandy cherries. Yes. Um, but most of the time I'm a vodka gal, so. So, um, you know, I, I, you start getting up into this 40 range and you got to watch your calories. So vodka is kind of my go-to, but I am enjoying this Four Roses very much. Yeah, so this is really, really good. good. Mm-hmm. I, I do. I like bourbon a lot and mm-hmm. I definitely am an old fashioned guy. Mm-hmm. I love like the maraschino cherries. No. Absolutely no, 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 no. You got to do the brandied cherries. Though. Brandy cherries. Yes. Okay. Okay. That's where they soak them in the you know brandy, and they're like bleeding essentially when they put them in there. Ah. Uh, I think okay. we have a date yeah. coming up soon, yeah. and that's going to happen. That. <laughs> and um, as far as vodka goes, that's mm-hmm. my thing too. Yeah. I love vodka, and instead of doing you know like vodka tonic and lime, right? Mm-hmm. I threw an orange in it. We're in, oh, we're in Florida. Yeah, we're in Florida. Yeah. You got to throw a Florida nope, orange in it. I completely agree. It's the most refreshing thing I've ever had. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a great thing. You come home from the set, you have one of those. Mm-hmm. Great. It's great. Very refreshing. Or 10. Or, or, or 10. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, there's a few things that we do on F2B Podcast, or that I've heard anyway, being a listener and now a community contributor. Um, and that is the three main questions, which are the backbone of this podcast. What are you watching? What are you working on? And what are you excited about? So let's go ahead and start. What are you, Dale Gordon, Tampa Film Commissioner, what are you watching? Uh, okay. I'm watching The Walking Dead. The Walking I Dead? Can't, I can't Wait, so you're, you're still on the train. You're still, you're I'm still on. watching. I'm still okay. on. I'm still okay. on. You know, it's it's one of the, I don't, so I actually don't watch a lot of TV. Um, I'm a movie gal. So mm-hmm. if I get time and my children aren't, you know, taking over the TV or whatever, um, I'm usually a movie gal. And so TV wise, um, yeah, The Walking Dead is a must and I have to watch it in real time. I can't do the whole catch up thing. So watching that still... Um, still into it. Um, but recently there is one series that my husband and I just started watching, uh, designated survivor. 
I don't know if you've seen that. No. seen that. So that's the one with Keeper Sutherland, okay. where he was de- the designated survivor, and pretty much the president and the entire Congress were killed. And um, yeah, I'm finding that interesting. Yeah, I'm Where's, liking what it. What network is that? I don't know because I am doing, I think, Netflix on that one. Netflix, but it's, okay. yeah, it's a okay. brand new show. So it's on yeah. Netflix. Yeah, so, so it's check on it Netflix. Out. What are I you will... watching? I am, uh, okay. So I don't want to be, you know, I'm not going to be a basic filmmaker and say Westworld. You got to see Westworld, no. but I am going to mention it. Okay. Because I've been watching it. I absolutely love it. Yeah. Westworld is so good. Have you seen it? I don't even. What, what is Westworld? It's on, it's on HBO. No. See, I don't oh. even know. So it's 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 okay. First off, there was a movie in the '70s mm-hmm. called Westworld, and uh, the show is basically the same thing. And it's about. And I don't want to give too much away for those that are still working their way through it, but um, it's about these these people who run a theme park that is west like. Uh, the old west and they have the old buildings the the terrain everything and they fill it they populated it with all of these robots these ai oh so they it's like it's like a a, a disney in a sense you walk in you hang out you do whatever you want you you shoot the robots you can be a cowboy a cowgirl whatever for for a week or however long you want to stay you camp in the wilderness you do everything it's like walking into a theme park wow and the ai start to there's an update that they run and they start to call memories of being killed or you know whatever so they kind of start to rebel a little bit and it's very interesting watching it it's it's so interesting it's it's very um uh, it's it's written by i think it's written or created by jonathan nolan Uh and jj abrams had his hand in it Mm. it's good it's really good i and i just watched the season finale it's worth it it's not one of those that picks you up and then takes you all the way through it's yep. so good at the end the other thing I'm watching and uh, going on to movies mm-hmm. I've been working my way down the AFI 100 have you yes, you I know have. I've always wanted to do that yeah it's I'm on I, I watched Rage and Bull last night which is okay. number four yep I have and and there's a few more that I need to see in that at least the top ten yep um, a, a majority I've seen but uh, Raging Bull I'd never seen it Great film. You know, Great it's film. funny. I, 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 I've never seen it either. No? Honestly. Oh, so, it's really good. You know, I did. I, and Tyler's probably going to kill me right now because he's, you know, Tyler. My it's okay. Pr- there's this wall. Here. I know. I know. And he's probably like, oh, my gosh. She's admitting she's never seen Raging Bull. But, um, uh, no, it's, um, yeah, I've never seen that one. I, there's a few others. I'm not going to continue to embarrass myself. But I've, I'm, I'm there, too. Yeah. I'm there I mean, too, I'm, a, I'm a purist. So, like, you know, my favorite movie of all time is Gone with the Wind. So, I, I mean, and, you know, and I have to watch White Christmas every, 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 every. So much so that my kids, it's so funny. They'll come in and, you know, they, they've watched it with me since birth. And so I'm like, hey, you guys, it's Mr. Bones. And then we have to do the Mr. Bones song and we do that. And so um, Jaws, you know, Jaws, yeah. that's one of my all-time favorites. That's one favorites. you've seen. Okay. That, oh, come that's on. One. <laughs> okay, yeah. So, um it, what about any newer films? Any newer films? Oh, well, I saw The Infiltrator, obviously. Yeah. And that just came out on yes. home video, didn't it? Yeah. Um, oh, what's what's some newer ones? Well, I went to go see uh, Office Christmas Party because uh. a friend really <laughs> wanted to go see that. I saw Arrival. Oh, Arrival. how is that? Um, yeah. Um. It's it's really good. It's really good leading up and uh you know it's about the the um the aliens that come into into our world and there's like 12 ships and they mm-hmm. we're trying to figure out they bring in a translator Amy Adams to figure out what their what their purpose on earth is. 
they take you and I'm not going to give any spoiler, mm-hmm. I'm not that person, but they take you all the way through the film for me and it was so brilliantly written uh, most of the way through and then they get to one part that just kind of it threw me off. Yeah. And the person I was with too, we were like, hmm, I don't really no, I don't I don't know. It kind of feels like they dropped the ball. That's just me. Yeah. But um I mean it's it's interesting. It's definitely yeah. I'd I'd recommend to go at least check it out once. Yeah. I am excited about La La Land. I yeah, that looks really really good. I, that's definitely on my list. So I we've we've actually just started this um um concept in my office where again, we are so busy all the time and so we've decided my team has decided that we're going to do a monthly movie day where oh, okay. we're actually going okay. to go to the movies and see a movie because right we work in the film industry and we hardly ever get to see films and so um we what is we have i think we're going to do rogue one that's our first one and that's probably next next week i think next week um personally i'm excited about jackie Jackie. Uh, yeah that's the one that i'm really looking forward to and i was i was Going planning on seeing it today, this afternoon after we oh, are it's done. Play, it's playing now, but it's not. Well, it's playing. It's just not in Limited. our market yet. Gotcha. And so, uh, that's the one that I'm really excited about. I think you know, it's it's such a compelling um, project and the way that they did it and the you know the time frame and you know Natalie Portman is obviously just an amazing actress Fantastic. and always does wonderful performances. And so, I love historical films. I love any time I can learn something. And so. I'm really excited about that. And then my entire team is screening films for uh, Gasparilla International Film Festival right now. So we have a lot of movie watching happening about to happen. (laughs) Oh, that's your team that's over at Gasparilla Film Festival. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, you will see a movie coming through called MMXII that I submitted Ah, recently. Got it. So – yeah, that's that's uh, that's really cool. Yeah. That's really cool. You got to get out. You got to see yeah, those movies, though. Definitely. And Jackie, I've heard that she's uh, maybe a contender. I know, contender and, and I'm always so bad every year about not catching the um, you know the Academy nominated films, and so it's like I'll end up seeing them two years later or something, and I'm like, wow. And not that that's the end all be all of everything, but right, it's yeah. you know it's. It's worth it. To yeah, see exactly. You have to make the list. Yeah. So I was rushing through to see all those last year, mm-hmm. and I'd already seen Revenant. And the only thing I, I have, I had three wishes this year. I'm from uh, Carolina, South Carolina. Okay. So I had three good things going for me this year. I've been a Leo fan for quite some time, mm-hmm. and um, you know, knock him if you want. Me There's too. some people. Oh, you're okay. You're a fan too. And uh, no, I just I like I like his. Uh, I like his, his acting. I think I like his style. It's really cool. I think it's so. been really fun to watch him evolve as an actor. You yeah. know, he's he's one of those that started out as kind of the pretty boy, even though, I mean, if you remember, I mean, his first role of significance was eating uh, uh, Gilbert Grape. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you know, Gilbert Grape and then also the Basketball Diaries, which is kind of like a deep indie cut. Um, that was intense. That super yeah. intense. And so, you know, then he got pulled into kind of the, you know, Romeo and Juliet, which I still loved. Mm-hmm. I mean, Baz Luhrmann. Baz Luhrmann. You know I mean? So stylistic. I, yeah. I, yeah, I still loved it. And, you know, in Titanic. But I think, you know, what he's been able to do with his career has been really interesting. Everything from, like, The Departed to um, The Beach. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think it's I, – I, I, I love seeing what he's been able to do. And yeah. So I'm a, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. He's good. Mm-hmm. So I wanted three things last year. I wanted uh, the Carolina Panthers to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> that didn't happen. <laughs> I wanted the uh, Clemson Tigers to win the national championship. 
And they're doing good and this year. And they're doing, hey, they're doing hey, great and, this year. And the BCS is in Tampa this year. Yes, so championships. That's right. so there's a very big possibility they could Come be Come on here. down and film some projects while you're here. <laughs> and, uh, and I wanted Leo to win an Academy oh, Award for The Revenant. Go. That there was go. so good. Yeah, it was good. So, it was a great performance. Um, so what are, you, what are you working on right now? So right now we have a, um, a couple, again, uh, unscripted television series that just wrapped that are really – we're really looking forward to seeing out there. Uh, one is called Night Watch. It's actually um, um, A&E Network, mm-hmm. and it's I think it's one of their highest-rated uh, shows. They did the first two or three seasons in New Orleans, and then they just moved it to Tampa. And hey, what it does hey. is it follows um, a night shift, so a 12-hour shift of first responders. And being that I'm married to a firefighter, um, um, you know, I partic- have, it's particularly interesting to me, mm-hmm. but it really it follows the fire police and EMS folks and, um, you know, what their what their world is like on a night shift. And it's very compelling. Wow. Um, it can be graphic at times, but that's their reality. Mm-hmm. And so I think, you know, they don't really don't hold anything back. But the show's really interesting because they're also involving a lot of newer technologies. I mean, they have VR on this show and it's a reality show, but yet they have online uh, VR capability for you to do 360 imaging and, or they are no doing kidding. imaging. So and the, are so, they live streaming it? Or? Uh, yeah, yeah. Wow. Well, well, once okay. it airs then right. they, you know, you can go on and you can interact with oh, it. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. And okay. so um, that's been really a, a great project and I can't wait to see them and I love that it, you know, this medium it's, you know, even though at its core we are storytellers and our industry is about storytelling uh, I love the way that we are able to do other things like, again, um, showcase what our what our heroes do every day and so tell their story. That's awesome. Yeah. And so in New Orleans, it's funny because this show actually made kind of celebrities out of ambulance drivers, so much so that people would call 911 and request Holly, the oh, ambulance driver, no. to come to, to their emergency. I just so, need to get Twitter. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but it's, uh, it was cute. So we have that, and then we have a new um, Discovery show show called Kevin Love Science that mm-hmm. will be uh, premiering on the Science Channel in the spring. So okay. those are kind of the two things that we're looking forward to and excited about. Um, obviously, we have projects in development that we can't talk about, which I hate that so oh. much of my job I can't talk about. But Some um, very exciting things. Yeah, we do. <laughs> we do. How about you? Well, I just finished my feature film that I've been working on for five years. Wow. Finally, it's an hour and 48 minutes. Very excited. I did submit it to the the Gasparilla Film Festival, mm-hmm. and um, you know, no pressure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, yeah, we've all been very excited. You know, we've had people uh, involved at the core level since uh, 2011, mm-hmm. and I moved. It was originally written in South Carolina, and then I moved the production to Florida for some opportunities and to take advantage, or you know, really take part of the Florida film community. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved the locations and. Uh, that's that kind of comes back to the the whole discussion we're having is I filmed all over the state of Florida. Yeah. I've been to Jacksonville. It was based mostly. I I did a lot of filming in Orlando. Mm-hmm. I went to Fort DeSoto. Yeah, I did come. I did come Gulfside. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I've even been down down south in Florida. They have they have uh, rocks on the beach at Blowing Rocks Preserve. Mm-hmm. Wow, something that you wouldn't really expect to see on in, in yeah. Florida. 
Um, but it just kind of goes to show, you know, like you can you can film like just about anything yeah. uh, in, in, in this day and age, especially. Mm -hmm. And uh, Florida just presented that feel that I really wanted of um, of adventure and the sense of freedom. And uh, just to give you a little background, the film uh, called MMXII for 2012. Uh, there's a reason it's 2012. You have to watch the movie uh, okay. and see it. But uh, it's about a uh, a guy who is reading these poems uh, to his comatose girlfriend to try and bring her back to him. Oh, and wow. as he's reading these to her, you see him, uh, her kind of starting to respond a little bit, but mostly it's taking place inside her mind. Everything that you see is oh. going on in her mind. She believes that he's been missing for a year and she gets these mysterious packages that are saying, Hey, I'm alive. Come find me. Come see mm. me. So he, wow. uh, she follows uh, all these, these hints to go and, and meet up with him. Uh, and obviously that ending place being trying to wake her up. Mm -hmm. So uh, they're racing against time because her mother doesn't believe that, you know, it's a life for her to live right there. So she's trying to kind of uh, pull the plug and he's he's kind of racing against that. It's it's pretty interesting. So um, no, that sounds amazing. Yeah, I'm looking, looking forward for to sharing it. I'm looking it's forward to watching it. <laughs> <laughs> we just we just finished our sound mix. Um, and we've got a 7.1 mix on it. So wow. we are, I mean, it's it's indie to the core. Yeah. It is a shoestring budget. Been filming it since I was 23. Wow. 28 now. So it's it's taken some time. But, you know, hey, that's indie film, right? It is. And I think that's also important to remember. You know, a lot of times I think indie filmmakers, they can lose their um, way, you know, and their passion. And, you know, it, it, it's it's one of those I always tell everybody, I'm like, look, the reality is you might have to have a day job for a while. But if mm -hmm. it's meant to be, I mean, don't lose that. You know, don't ever forget why you're doing this. Right. It's not about, um, you know, again, having the biggest budget or getting distribution. It's about it's about telling a story, telling a story in a way that you want to tell it. And so absolutely don't ever forget that, you know, and, and if it's, you know, if you're if you're stick to your guns, you'll make it happen. That's true. Mm -hmm. uh, that's absolutely true. I agree. Um, and uh, yeah, so uh, other than that, yeah, I do work in the industry as well. Mm -hmm. um, I, I'm one of the lucky ones to to have found a place in the industry. And I do some commercial work. Mm -hmm. I, I just got back from uh, New York City. It's doing NAB, obviously. Mm -hmm. But uh, I think the most recent thing that I did was down in uh, in the Keys. Mm. Another beautiful place. Yeah. I, I oh, mean, I meant to it, mention that as far as what you're watching. Was, Bloodline. Huge yes, fan. Yes, Can't yes. wait for that to come back. I, although I'm not quite happy with Netflix saying they're going to end it after this season. I don't know how they're going to wrap this up, but oh. Season three. They're filming it now. Um, you know? We, uh, I've, mm. I work with one of the, my clients. They, uh, I, I do product placement with them. And mm -hmm. that's one of the uh, the shows where you can see some of our, our stuff. So. Ugh, I love yeah, Bloodline. I, they're, they're telling me, oh, They've got this going on and this going on. I'm not going to give anything away because I, I, you know, I don't want to spoil it for anybody. Yeah. But I mean, it's it's pretty cool. It's pretty yeah. cool what they're doing over there. <clears throat> so, um, you know, I think we already talked about what are you excited about? I said La La yeah. Land, obviously Rogue One's one. Yeah. What are you excited about? No, I was, was remember this? I was talking about Jackie, Jackie and Rogue One. Um, okay. You know, I grew up with Star Wars. So, mm -hmm. it, you know, that's that's been really interesting uh, to now I have two boys that are 12 and 14 mm -hmm. and how are they transitioning to the you new know, Star Wars How's I that have to tell you it's I'm, I'm glad they missed the the middle three oh. um, well I should say the first 
three. I forget the, the chron- chronology, whatever. The the Jar Jar ones. Um, they, you know, they didn't, and they, it, and I tried to share them with them, and they never got into them. But the most interesting thing happened last year when uh, the latest one came out, and we went to go and see it, and. I'm I'm not going to be the spoiler person, but everybody knows that one part in the movie where you're losing your mind because somebody dies. Mm-hmm. My oldest son, who's 14, literally grabbed my husband and started crying. And it was so it was just so impactful. I mean, because I was doing the same thing, but mm-hmm. I mean, it was so impactful. It was so interesting to see his reaction to a character that you know, you and I, that I've known my entire life, right. that he's known, you know, for I guess his entire life, but didn't really have that same upbringing with it, but mm-hmm. he still had the reaction and the emotion. Wow, that's cool that um, translated. It did, it that's really awesome. did. And so I was like, good for you, JJ. You know, I mean, that was that was really, really cool to see that. And, you know, we walked out afterwards and he was like, I just can't believe it. I just can't believe it. And I'm like, I know, right? <laughs> Sounds like everybody else I walked know, out of the I know, movie. I know, I yeah. know. And so it was, yeah, it was really... That was that was that was cool. So I'm looking forward to going and seeing this one. I hope that it's uh, just as good, and I have I have confidence. Fingers crossed. That's gonna be yeah. yeah. I can't wait to see it. I, I'm gonna try and see it this weekend. Hopefully, maybe. And then Sunday. next summer, I'm really excited about the next Guardians because Guardians yes, of the Galaxy blew yes. my mind. Like that to me felt so well like done. the Star Wars of our time. You yeah. know, when I was a kid, and so that I was so so pleased with that mm-hmm. first film and I mean it's just the comedic part of I mean, it's just that was that was it was like a candy yeah they did you know? they did well on every spectrum yeah. for that film mm-hmm. really and uh, I, I'm also going to go ahead and take the side uh, Brandon one of the one of the regular hosts mm-hmm. yep. um, he actually is uh, from what I believe is anti-superhero he's not really Ooh. a fan uh, and I'm going to go ahead and state that I'm I'm not the biggest superhero fan myself. I, okay, I just yeah. the comic book films, some of them they're kind of getting to me. Just it's not really for me. I did like Deadpool. I was just going to say, did, did you like, like Deadpool? Deadpool? <laughs> I can't, you can't not like Deadpool. Deadpool. Ryan Reynolds was built to play that character. You know, I literally just watched that again yesterday because I enjoyed it so much. And it was still just as entertaining. I was like, that was just as... So but, good. But I think yeah. that the comic book movie world needed that. You know, they, they needed did. They did the so kind bad. of ridiculous uh, laugh at yourself, you know, middle finger up in the air, screw you, superhero kind of thing yeah. happening. And not that I mean, but I also enjoyed um, the Suicide Squad. But I mean, yeah. but I, I'm kind of it was a, okay. You know, right it was me. fine. It was fine. But I also was watching with my children, and so it's like one of those things where you're like, okay, you know, yeah, that was a good family film, I right. guess. <laughs> if that makes sense. I don't know. I boys, come on, they play Call of Duty. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Guardians, Guardians, another one. I'll give yeah. you that. That I, yeah. I did. I loved Guardians. So mm-hmm. that's another one. So uh, I think we're getting close on time. So we'll go ahead and start wrapping this up uh, by asking, who is your dream person to work with? Do you uh, have anybody out I there? I do, I do. If they're actually, listening, listener land. I do. So uh, 
I am probably the biggest Drew Barrymore fan in the world. And I think it's just one of those things where, again, I grew up with her. We're the same age. And so I've seen her grow from E.T. to becoming one of the strongest female producers in our industry. Mm -hmm. And so even though, you know, I mean, I know in her niches, you know, romantic comedy, um, which, again, I love, um, you know, I just feel like she's also a good person. And I love what she's done with Flower Films. I love, um, you know, everything that she's done. And so I think that would be fun. I love seeing strong females in our industry. Uh, you know, it's, I think, less than 7% of directors in Hollywood are actually female. And so I think that's something that um, is getting better. Right, yeah. Um, obviously, but uh, we got a long way to go. Absolutely. And so anytime I can see somebody doing well and, and working the business and succeeding, um, I think, and doing it with a smile on their face. And, you know, you don't have to be controversial uh, to be entertaining. And so um, that's somebody that I would definitely love to work with in the future. That's cool. How about you? Uh, I got to say the director of Revenant and, and yeah. Birdman, yeah. Alejandro. Yeah. He's 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 a genius. Yeah. He's a genius. It he's was really amazing. I like the way he challenges himself. He challenges his his craft, you know, um, with Birdman being able to capture and, you know, coming from an entertainment background. I'm sure you've also had some time at one point or another uh, in a theater in a, a live theater and you go there and you see like and you work with the actors and everything and you actually see like it's so crazy. It's like one second. They're running the back. They're running yeah. back. It's it's a uh, chaotic. Yeah. For them to capture that with the long take in yeah. Birdman, oh yeah, yeah brilliant, yeah. Mm-hmm. brilliant, and Revenant, and Revenant to mm-hmm. to uh, use natural light for something that's taking place all outdoors. Yeah. It's very, it's supposed to be like he's alone. Yeah. Very well done. So that yeah, I I do. Absolutely. I would love to work with him. So you know, if you need anybody, Alejandro, let me know. <laughs> let me know. And if you want to come to Tampa, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, if someone wanted to reach out to you. Where can they find you in the commission? So, uh, social media, obviously, but our website is filmtampabay.com. Um, again, we have Twitter, we have Facebook, we have Instagram. We're really accessible. So, all of that information is on our website. Um, my email personally, dgordon at filmtampabay.com. And that's it. And uh, you can find my work on Vimeo at vimeo.com forward slash NWP Films. And uh, my Instagram is Austin Makes Films, uh, where I post some 360 photos and uh, some different things there of uh, whatever I film with my C100, my new Rokinon <laughs> lenses I'm obsessed with. So, um, yeah, I think I think that about wraps it up. Um, thank you so much, Dale, for for coming on board today. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Alex, Brandon, Frank, for the opportunity to host this week's episode. And a big shout out to CMR Studios mm-hmm. here in, uh, this is St. This is Peter's. This, this is technically, this is, yeah, St. Petersburg, which uh, again is gorgeous. And they're kind of our, our partner, our neighbor, mm-hmm. uh, if you will, just to the southwest. It did not take me long to get here. Oh, it took me like, all. you just like, go over the bridge and then you're yeah, here. Yeah. Gandhi or 275, mm-hmm. yeah. very easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you so much, Mike, for, for allowing us to come in here. This is a great place. If you need any post-production work, if you mm-hmm. need, uh, they, they've got a red in, in a green screen studio. They've got some really cool resources and even a Foley stage. Like mm-hmm. I, I said, you know, you got to You got to play with that. It's so much fun to do yeah. Foley. So mm-hmm. if you need any work, you got to come to CMR Studios. So um, to all you filmmakers out there. 
Keep creating, keep filming, and consider coming to Florida, and more specifically, Tampa. Tampa. <laughs> coming to work. I mean, we've got everything. Uh, our community's great, and uh, it's just an awesome place to film. So, guys, I think I think that's it. We've we've about covered everything. Until next time, I've been Austin Newman. I'm Dale Gordon. And we've been filmmakers drinking bourbon. Cheers. Cheers. Hey guys, what's up? I hope you enjoyed that episode as much as I did. We connect with people on our Slack group. Go to ftbpodcast.com, join the Slack group, and let's start a conversation. Who knows? You just might be the next FDB listener-created content provider. Cheers. This podcast was recorded live at Sound Images Studio. Find out more at soundimages.com.